Hello and welcome to the Rebecca Lee Podcast. I'm your host and wellness sis, Rebecca. I'm an LA-based holistic nutritionist and I'm here to help guide you through the world of wellness in the most straightforward, balanced, and intuitive way. Join me every week for casual big sis chats as I spill the deets on all things real holistic health and wellness to guide you towards living your best life. Now, let's get into it. I want to give a quick shout out to Cozy Earth for sponsoring today's episode. I absolutely love Cozy Earth's bedding collection. Their products are seriously so soft and comfy. I have them in my bedding right now and it is amazing. They offer a variety of luxury pillows, sheets, blankets, and more that add a casual elegance to any space. Cozy Earth also provided an exclusive offer for you guys today. If you want 35% off site-wide when you use the code RL podcast, go check them out. It'll all be linked in the show notes. Truly could not recommend Cozy Earth for all your bedding needs. Hello, everyone. Welcome, welcome back to the Rebecca Lee podcast. I am so excited that you decided to tune in for today's Pod Wednesday because we have an incredible guest with us, Miss Kayla Rose. Please say hi. Hello, beautiful. Thank you so much for having me on. We've been trying to do this for so long, and I'm just so grateful to be here right now. Me too. I'm so glad that we connected. We're literally recording in my room in LA right now, and I just love that you're here. She's visiting from Hawaii. Yeah, no, and I literally feel like I've known you forever for some reason. I'm like, (laughs) this is just randomly really easy, probably because we're both Scorpio risings. It's just like that understanding that like Mm -hmm. there is something deeper underneath the surface, but we can still like vibe even though we don't 100% know each other like super well but like we just know that there's like something below so it's like intriguing I don't know if that makes sense no it completely (laughs) does we like instantly started talking about astrology off the bat like what's your big three I'm a Scorpio rising (laughs) rising." like easy easily like we we have the same interests yeah no I love it I love it and I'm so excited to be here your place is fucking beautiful I'm happy to be in LA it's sunny out it's lovely I want to go back to Maui but it's okay come back (laughs) anytime girl I'm honestly gonna have like a year from now I'll have a property and a cottage and a home I love it my boyfriend are building so oh my god it's gonna be amazing so we'll have space Thank you. It's more like his family has like the means to do that. So I'm just like coming along for the ride, but I'm so grateful and, and I'm excited to have, we're going to have another room so that we can have friends and and guests all the time. So you're always welcome. I'm coming. I'm coming. It's in the records now. Perfect. Put it in the calendar (laughs) a year from today. (laughs) Cannot wait. And I am so excited for us to dive deep into this pod episode to chat, you know, all things shadow work, manifestation, doing the inner work, like me and Kayla both have this like passion for helping others do this inner work and really figure out how to, you know, reprogram our minds so that they actually work for us, not against us. So I just cannot wait to dive deep into all these good topics. But before we do, can you please just tell the audience a little bit more about yourself and your story? Yeah, totally. Kind of just like how I got into everything or... Sure. High level, like, you know, what you love to do, where you're at and how you got into everything. Yeah, totally. Oh, what I love to do. I love that question so much because everyone's like, what do you do? And Mm -hmm. it's just like, what do you love to do? Mm -hmm. And I genuinely think that for me, like words are like my medicine to the world. And, and that's not to come off in like a very like 
oh, superficial, like egotistical way. It's just like, I know my purpose and I know when I feel most in alignment is when I'm here, like yes. here, here with you, with myself, with guests speaking and, and sharing words that have impacted my life and translating it in a way that makes sense to others. Like the Gemini moon in me just like really has this deep love and, and this deep, like healing within words. And mm. I, well, you have an amazing podcast, by the way. <laughs> that is my thing. So that is that is my main thing. Everything streamlines to the podcast. I do social media. I do I do photography. I do film photography. Um, I I love mental health. I love spirituality. I love mental health sciences and learning about mm-hmm. the brain and brain waves and the nervous system and how we can actually reprogram our brain. I love all of those things. But honestly, my true love right now is the podcast, and that's because of how amazing the medicine of words can be and how I truly feel like that is my purpose. And, and that is what I, I love to do and I'm here to do. Oh yeah. No, I mean, you are just so well-spoken and your message and the value you provide on your podcast, on your socials, like truly is remarkable. Thank you. I hope you know that, that like you you. are changing lives and like actually (laughs) your words are powerful and meaningful. Like people do need to hear these things. So Definitely go check out her podcast if you skinny have dipping. any. Oh, thank you. Yeah, skinny dipping. It's about stripping down and diving in. And and we talk about the mind, the body, and the soul in order to create actionable change in our lives. I, I find that with spirituality and even mental health, it can be so theoretical and it can, and can be so kind of just like, I don't know, up in the head. And I really want it to sink into the body and be like, how can we actually move forward with this information? Because I felt like, especially in the beginning of my journey, like four years ago, when I first got into therapy and, and when I got into therapy, I got into spirituality at the same time, because my therapist is very holistic. She is not traditional at all. She puts me on the table. She does somatic healing, um, while also incorporating like science-based practices. So I, um, sorry. I'm like, where was I going with that? I just realized, I just realized really early on that like no one really told you how to start or Mm -hmm. or what to do or, or how to actually do the healing. And I just noticed that everything was very in theory and I was consuming so much information and then learning so much through my mentor that is my therapist. And I was just like, wait, but how can we actually translate to this like, how can we translate this to the real world? How can we actually do something with this information? And how can we create actionable change in our lives? And and we just recorded an episode for my podcast, so you guys can go check out that if you want to hear Rebecca on skinny dipping. But basically, like, you, you noticed, I was always like, okay, but like, what do we actually do? Yes. Like, how can we actually take action in this moment with what we know? We love that. Here on the Rebecca Lee podcast, it's the same vibe. You know, we have five tips for this, seven tips for that, three ways to do this. Like, <laughs> I love I, it. I love like the numbers and being like, boom, boom, boom. Here are the tips. Here are the things. Because I agree. Sometimes it can be so theoretical, but it's like, okay, now actually, what do I do? And you do such a good job at like driving that conversation forward. So thank you. Definitely go check out our podcast that we recorded just now. It was so good. It was amazing. It was so good within you. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. On skinny dipping. So we'll have everything linked in the show notes as well. So don't even worry about that. So anyways, I want to hear a little bit more about your journey and just how you kind of got into all of this, like spirituality stuff, self-improvement, healing, like where did it all come from? Yeah, Rebecca, I'm going to be honest. It's not that pretty of a story. Like, it's not like, 
I, I, I'm going to be honest. What I talk about on my podcast a lot is owning your shit because when you can own your shit and you can own these things in your life that maybe you don't love about yourself, but, but you want to accept about yourself, it no longer owns you. And that's how I've learned to, to move through shame and move through guilt and, and move through regrets of the past is being like, okay, I'm going to own this shit and I'm going to own it. And this is another one of those moments. And I got into this journey. I feel like a lot of people will say this, like when they talk about their spiritual journey in particular, it's people are like, how did you start? And it's like, um, you don't really start it. It kind of starts you. And Mm. it's really out of this like need and this necessity to shift and change and evolve and that was exactly what my story was. I would just say like, I've always been very bubbly and excitable and I've always had a lot of energy, but with that, like I always had this positive disposition, but there could be this flip inside of me when I felt like I didn't have control, when I, when I didn't feel safe, when I didn't feel secure, there could be this complete flip, this switch. And I just felt like I wasn't even myself. Like I would yell, scream, honestly push throw tantrums like to my parents to my boyfriend like I just like wasn't the person I wanted to be I honestly would get really angry and really upset and it was like I could be so positive I could be so positive and so myself I was so authentic always that almost like when that switch flipped I had no control over it I I also wanted to be a hundred percent like that authentic version of myself in that moment which wasn't my highest self which wasn't my best self and my boyfriend was kind of like Kayla like I love you so much I think you're a really great person like there is this part of you that just kind of flips and and switches and like I need you to kind of figure this out or I don't think we can be together wow that must have been a really tough moment for you it was like I was definitely defensive at first but I knew it needed to happen and I've always been really real with myself and really I was I was self-aware in that moment I was like fuck you're right Like, Mm -hmm. because as soon as I would flip back, I would apologize and I would feel so bad. And I would be like, I don't even know what happened. Like, I mean, I knew what happened, but it literally, like, I just felt so out of control in those moments. And, um, and that's when I started going to therapy and sweet Donza was my therapist and she is still my therapist. And she was very holistic. And the first thing that she did was assign me to read the untethered soul. Mm, Great book. Great book. Such a good book for everyone beginning their journey. And I, just realized that these parts of me were not me. They were a protection mechanism. And as I began to uncover those layers of, of the versions of myself that were not me, that were the ego, I started to realize that all my anger and all my outbursts and all my tantrums and, and all the moments that I weren't my best self, that I wasn't my best self, uh, were fueled by this like deep anxiety. Mm. And then as I began to uncover those layers, one by one, I saw that underneath anxiety was like this deep sadness, honestly, and Mm. deep unfulfillment. And I had no idea how to handle hard emotions. No idea. Like literally, I did not know how to face sadness. Like I could cry, but only when I got to that angry level. And it was almost like my body pushing me to that point to be like fucking heal, fucking break down, like Mm. break down those walls because I just wanted everything to be perfect. And I was almost like toxically positive, like in my life and, Mm. and Mm. not to like blame my parents because my parents were doing the best that they could with the tools and skills that they had, but definitely like they didn't teach me at all how to regulate my emotions. Like when I cried, they would literally like put me in my room or put me in the back of the car and never ask me what was going on. Never try to talk through things with me. Um, and now as an, 
now as an adult, like we are working through that relationship and they have really stepped up, especially like my mom, um, just trying to hold more space for me, but it's difficult for them. They didn't learn how to do that. And that wasn't their programming. So I just really had no idea how to process difficult emotions. And therefore I would cover it up with this, um, explosion. I always say there's like the stuffers and the exploders, the people that, you know, feel that way, but then get resentful and hold it down. And then the people that will kind of like lash out or like yell or whatever. And I was definitely an exploder and, you know, they're both being fueled by the same unmet need. And I just realized I had so many unmet needs with myself and I wasn't showing up for myself and I was constantly distracting, avoiding and, and, and shaming myself into perfection. Mm. So Mm -hmm. that's kind of where my journey began. And that's why I say it's not pretty and I'll own my shit because I wasn't who I am now, like who I am standing in front of you. I was not her. My boyfriend now was like, girl, you've changed so much. Like, and he's now in therapy too, because once I started to evolve, I was like, bitch, you better get on this train or we're going separate ways. And he's like, okay. So, um, I love, yeah, that's kind of where it all began. And it pushed me into this deep, deep journey. And I just fell in love with it. Honestly, I love this shit. I love talking about these things because I feel like for me, that was an unmet need for myself as a child is no one wanted to talk about the tough things. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, Let's get deep, baby. I'm yes. a Scorpio rising, Pisces, Mercury. You get it with your Pisces moon and Scorpio rising. I'm like, yes. I'm like, let's get deep. Like, let's fucking talk about this shit. Well, thank you for being so open and vulnerable with our community here. Like, it's not easy to own our shit and say, hey, this wasn't pretty, but we're we're healing, we're growing, we're working on it. And look at where you're at today, smiling, glowing goddess. I am so proud of myself. And also it's just like the way that I respond to situations are so different. And that's yeah. the, one of the biggest lessons I've learned along the way is that I've learned how to respond over react. And I've learned how to feel through the difficult emotions rather than covering them up with the protection mechanism. Yeah, that's a... That's a really good point. And I guess I would ask you for everyone listening, like how does one actually feel through their emotions? So let's say there's someone listening who maybe is in a similar situation that you are in and is on the healing journey and they maybe they know they need to do the work or they need to feel the emotions. Like what is a piece of advice you could give them to like actually do it or something you learned on your journey to get to where you're at today? Totally. Well, I think that there's a couple things and I want to really like break it down. I think one of the main ways that I move through emotion is this um, technique that my therapist called that my therapist taught me called anything but anger. And um, instead of going to anger or frustration, it's like anything but that. What can you go to? Can Mm -hmm. you go to sadness? Can you go to unfulfillment? Can you even go to shame first or guilt or, or hurt or pain? Can you get to that core emotion? Because I think people can notice in themselves, like when you're kind of having a freak out moment, even if it's not towards somebody else, maybe it's to yourself in your room by yourself and you're a- angry at yourself or, or shameful of yourself and taking things out on yourself in that moment, you notice that you almost like hit that peak and then you just break down and you start to cry. Mm-hmm. And it's like, once you cry and once you release that stuck energy in your body and that stored emotion, like that's when it starts to open up and your brain can think, think clear so that you can create better solutions for yourself and actually think straight rather than feeling so overwhelmed. So definitely any, anything but anger, getting to the tears helped me so much. Moving my body is so important. Emotion and energy is, is all connected to our body, to our organs, to our muscles. And 
I've just noticed that when I can move the energy out of my body by somatic shaking and, and moving my body like crazy or even like throwing a controlled tantrum where I'm like throwing my pillow at the, at the wall or something like that, like I notice that I'm able to get out that unstuck energy. And then finally, the third thing I'll say is doing that deep shadow work and asking yourself those questions that you maybe are too afraid to ask. And I think we're going to get into that. So yeah, definitely shadow work has fucking changed my life because I didn't want to know myself at all. I didn't. Mm. And I thought I liked myself and Brene Brown says this all the time, this, um, self-hating and hating yourself so much and then this like egotistical I'm better than others are not opposite ends of the spectrum they're standing in the exact same place Mm. and I will see this in other people now but I was really confident like really confident like I would just say whatever do whatever but it but it wasn't out of this like internal self-confidence coming from this like really steady secure place it was coming from this need to compensate Mm -hmm. and that is at the exact same place and standing in the exact same position as somebody who absolutely hates themselves it's the exact same intention with just a different different overview so yeah damn dude I just started really diving in and I was like who am I (laughs) who am I and what am I doing and why am I this way for sure and I love these because I think it's so important to talk about that we need to feel it to heal it and we need to process our emotions and we need to work through these things. And I don't think it's often like as socially accepted, I guess. I think we're this new generation. We're breaking, you know, we're breaking down those walls and barriers. Um, Cause I was the same way growing up too. Like my parents, they, they didn't know how to handle, I guess, all the emotions. And so I think now we're coming forward and we're saying, no, it's good to feel it. Like you have to feel through your emotions to really get past it. It's not a sign of weakness. It's mm. if anything, it's a sign of strength. Mm. And so I love that you brought that up. And I love that you brought up shadow work as well, because I think shadow work is such an important tool and such an important practice to really growing and getting to where we want to go and healing through our stuff. So can you please tell the audience a little bit more about what even is shadow work and why should we care to do it? Yeah. Um, I always say shadow work is really diving into the deep, dark parts of yourself that maybe you don't want to look at that. Maybe that maybe you want to push down because of shame or guilt or fear and opening up to the light, opening that part of yourself up to the light and bringing the light in through the broken cracks and just being like, okay, I could either turn away from this and it will continue to feel heavy on my heart and it will continue to subconsciously control me because the thing about all our programming and all all our limiting beliefs and, and all our like default ways of being is that it's very subconscious and it's very ingrained with us. So we can either, you know, stay blind, stay unawake, stay unconscious, and we can ignore those things and allow them to control us subconsciously allow them to control us subconsciously or we could bring them to the surface and we can look at them in the face and we can face it and we could own our shit and own the things about ourselves that we don't necessarily love and then they no longer own us and then when we have awareness of them that's when we can begin to shift so like I said before we can choose to ignore them they'll still be there subconsciously they'll still come up in all our reactions and all our emotional responses Or we can bring them to the surface and bring them to the light and give them, honestly, 
the compassion and empathy that it needs because there's always an unmet need with every limiting belief with with every you know tough emotion there's always this unmet need so it's always for me this process of bringing something up and being like okay first I'm gonna have awareness of it I'm gonna have awareness of it I'm gonna see it I'm going to try to accept it and then it's like okay well what do you need What do you need and what are you missing? Because the only reason that I feel like I need to, for example, you know, scream or yell or or have a freak out is because I have some sort of unmet need. And it's like, okay, what is the unmet need and how can I meet that need for myself? Because Mm. often in childhood, we don't have that certain unmet need. We have, we don't have certain like met needs that, that we need. And like, for me, a big one was like the emotional regulation and someone literally like holding me while I cried. I don't feel like my parents were very like touchy or anything. And like, that's like small T trauma. Like it's not this like big, crazy traumatic event, but it's a bunch of little things that happened to you that created this programming. And I just think that's kind of like the process for how I do things is like Mm -hmm. bringing it to awareness um, and also having deep acceptance within that awareness and then asking myself, well, you know, get curious with yourself. Like, what is the unmet need here? What am I missing? Because if I can meet that need, then my response to the situation will shift because I'll have the need met. Can you give an example of one of these unmet needs and something maybe you've worked through like recently? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Take your time. So many things, honestly. Yeah. An example, just to make it clear for everyone listening, like what yeah. what is what does that actually look like? Mm. Okay, for example, in my relationship with my boyfriend, something that will come up a lot is this limiting belief um, that you know um, he he doesn't care, and which is just like not true to reality at all because he really does. I just want to preface that. But I will be like, oh, I'll take these little actions that he does, and I'm like, you don't care, you don't care, and then I'll be like. And I'll just like kind of like bitch at him or have a freak out or whatever. And I'm like, you're not spending time with me or or you're not paying attention to me. And then if I were to bring that need to the surface and and, and bring that limiting belief to the surface and be like, okay, well, that's not what's actually happening. So let's see what's going underneath. I'm going to get curious with myself because that's that's the first key here is getting to know yourself, wanting to get to know, wanting to get to know yourself. And I would ask myself, okay, well, what is my unmet need here? And almost always it has to do with you and not the other person. And in this situation, it would probably be, be that I am not giving myself attention. I am not giving myself the time that I need to spend time with myself. I'm not feeling connected to myself. I'm not feeling connected to spirit and source and, and my spiritual mm. connection. And therefore, because of that disconnection, because I'm not feeling connected to myself, I can't feel connected to anybody around me. And therefore, I can't feel connected to him. Mm. So my unmet need there is not actually that I'm not getting enough time or or attention from my boyfriend. That's not the unmet need because that's not reality. That's my distorted reality. That's my perception of the situation because I'm already feeling disconnected. I'm already feeling like I'm not giving that to myself. And what we do is we project onto relationships, what we're lacking in the relationship with ourself. Mm -hmm. And when you realize that you realize you have true power and autonomy over your life because you realize in every relationship that you have, yes, there's another person, but if you can shift what is within you, your outer relationship and your outer world is going to shift in return. And I know you know that so well with your own experience. And 
So yeah, that's kind of like love that. a good example of the unmet need, like feeling like I'm not getting time and attention and realizing I'm not getting the time and attention for myself. I'm not, I'm not spending time with myself. I'm not taking myself on my self-care dates. I haven't done that for weeks. I'm not going mm-hmm. to the, going and moving my body at the gym, whatever it is. I'm projecting onto that relationship rather than realizing that I am not meeting my own need, which is truly spiritual connection, connecting to myself and really, really feeling grounded in who I am. Oh my gosh. I love that example so much. It just like clicked in my head too. So I'm sure it clicked with everyone else's because it makes so much sense that having that relationship with yourself is truly going to affect all other relationships in your life. And having like this level of self-awareness is not easy by the way. So you have to like commend yourself to like even recognize that you were projecting something within yourself onto the relationship, which I know is not like an easy thing to do. Like this Mm. is something that takes a lot of time and self-awareness and energy and effort. So I guess my question for you is like, how does somebody actually do this? Like how can they actually do the shadow work? Do you have a tip, a resource, like something that they can do today? Yeah, totally. So Actually, I the exact exercise that I just did with you is in my shadow workbook. Shamelessly gonna self plug that. I was I was wanting you to bring it up. <laughs> yeah, no, but honestly, like that exact same exercise, I have like seven different really unique techniques in there that mm-hmm. I've literally only done with myself and with in my like therapy journey. And it's really not like I don't know. It's not really like a classic technique that everyone uses, but I have worksheets that basically set you up to figure out what I just figured out. Like what is your limiting belief and going through like the whole process of what you're making it mean and and the story that you're putting behind it and and the projection. And then what is your unmet need? How, how, how can you meet that need? All of this is set up in my shadow workbook. So, um, yeah, it's obviously going to be linked. Where below. can they find it? Yeah. It's Look. on my stand store, baby. It's okay. evolution, the shadow workbook. And there's going to be like 30 days worth of shadow work journal prompts for you to do on your own. And then there's like the seven different techniques that are all like fill in the blank circle. It's like very designed for the ADHD love. brain so that it can keep you super engaged, which I really love. And there's like the, un- there's the limiting beliefs technique. There's a manifestation release technique. There is, um, a process for when you're trying to move through overwhelm. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm kind of blanking on the other ones right now, but they're all super unique and you can use them multiple times and it's just an online ebook. Perfect. So it's super accessible, but yeah, dude, I just truly found that when I began doing the shadow work, everything in my life opened up. Mm-hmm. And that's why I got almost like addicted to it. That's why I wanted everyone to be able to do it and why I wanted to teach the actual like steps and techniques to have awareness and to actually like know how to meet those needs for yourself, meet those needs for yourself or reprogram your brain or or whatever it is because when I started doing the shadow work I would notice crazy shit. Like I would book crazy weddings. Like my business would blow up when I started working through like my mindset. And then like even things like, like for example, you're like, oh, the EFT tapping video blew up this week. And I'm like, yeah, literally the day before I had this crazy session with this energy healer and it opened up something within me. And then a video went viral. Like literally I just noticed that the shadow work was directly correlated to my manifestations and what I wanted to create. And I was just like, damn, this shit works. If I can clear out the way, like for what I want between like me and my manifestation and what I want, if I can energetically clear out 
what is in between, I am going to be able to align to that energy in such an effortless way. So that's why I got addicted to this shit. Honestly, mm-hmm. that's the why, because I was like, this changed my life. It works. I want to use your shadow work book right now. Yeah. I'm not kidding. <laughs> I'm, I'm sold. So you guys definitely need to check it out. We'll have it linked in the show notes, but Yay. I literally Thank want you. to start doing the work even more now than I already have because it works. there's always, there's always more to uncover. There's always more to learn. There's always more to grow and align with yourself. So I just truly appreciate you spreading that message to everyone because it is so, so important. And I know you feel passionate about doing the work to then get the manifestations mm-hmm. and like these misconceptions that people have about manifestations. So what is something that you think people get wrong that you want to scream from the rooftops? <laughs> I love that question because I do want to scream it from the rooftops, honestly, because, well, I think, you know, we can do meditations and visualizations and journaling and all these and even EFT tapping and all these different techniques to um, attract our manifestations in and shift our mindset so that we can be more in alignment with our manifestations. But those are just tools. Those are just tools for manifestation. They are not actually manifestation itself. And what I believe manifestation is from having manifested something as specifically as a necklace being given to me as me finding an Oracle book on, on in the parking lot. Like, I don't know how to explain that. Basically like I will manifest like small things up into like big things like videos blowing up or, or, you know, a certain amount of money made in my business or whatever it is. What I realize is two things, two things. One, your habits need to align with the person that you want to be in order to become who you want to be to have those manifestations be in your life, you need to embody who that person is now in this present moment, be them now. And how do you do that? Through habits. Yeah, that's how you do it. And two, clearing out the way for your manifestations to flow effortlessly to you through doing the shadow work. Because as as you begin to, as we talk about in our podcast, you know, pulling out the weeds and, and, and clearing the garden so that you can make space for your new flowers to grow as we talk about in the episode on skinny dipping, you guys can go listen to that episode. Um, what I've realized is when you begin to clear out, when you begin to clear out the limiting beliefs and things that are holding you back, you do that through shadow work. You you do that through bringing them to the surface. You you do that by actually like owning your shit, by owning the things that are are holding you back, rather than turning a blind eye to them because it's it feels easier in the moment to look away. But when you can face them and when you can move through them and you can ask them, what do you need? Right. How can we move forward? What you're doing is you are clearing the way so that the new can be implemented in your life. And with that, you can transform who you are and you can transform the things that you have and you can bring the manifestations in. So those are like my two number one things for bringing in the manifestations because this shit works. I love that. I love that a lot. And I feel like it really does make sense that if you are wanting to invite in new amazing things like new manifestations you kind of need to create space for that by releasing the old by working through the Mm. old by letting it come to the surface and like I'm just envisioning almost like you're paving the way for you know these new manifestations to come in by doing the shadow work and doing the work and so I love and you also need to take aligned action like people think you can just like visualize something and then it will come true and that's what I want to scream from the rooftops is like aligned action will change your fucking life 
like clear it out, clear out the things that you need energetically to clear out, cry it out, move it out, get it out of your body. And then literally, uh, literally take aligned action towards who you want to be because that, that, that is how everything in your life is going to flow to you when you are in alignment with who you truly are underneath all the bullshit, underneath all the programming, when you take it all away, who are you and how can you be most and in the deepest alignment with who you are, with your spirit. And if you don't believe in spirituality, with yourself, Mm -hmm. with your truth, with your inner power and your inner being. And when you're acting in that and living in that, uh, the universe is going to set you up for success so hard because it's knowing that you are not only experiencing, but you're also doing the work and, and, and it will reward you for that. Yes, you do have to take aligned action. And that goes back to what you're saying earlier, like your habits and who you're being every single day, who you're choosing to show up as. So I love that. And I want to go back to what we were talking about with EFT tapping, because yes. that your few TikToks have literally blown up because of it, that I'm curious. Like, oh. I just want to know literally why are you tapping your face at that <laughs> moment? So can you tell us a little bit more about EFT tapping, why it is, why you do it, and um, any other like habits or practices that you do? Yeah. So EFT tapping is about clearing things out and then reprogramming your brain. So um, what we talked about in our other podcast, I don't know, it's just so funny because they're so overlapping, honestly, but mm-hmm. but basically our brain loves what is familiar to it. Mm-hmm. So w- we will choose what is familiar to us over what is good for us any day of the week because what is familiar to our brain and our ego, we deem it as safe and secure and predictable. From our evolutionary brain perspective, like we believe that if we can predict something, we we can be more safe. We can, mm-hmm. you know, from in way, way, way in the caveman days, like we will be able to get our food, but because we can predict when our, you know, hunting meal will be at the watering hole or um, we can predict when, you know, a certain animal that is dangerous to us will be in a certain area so that we can avoid that area so that we can stay safe. Like our evolutionary brain loves predictable and it loves safe. So how do we change our beliefs? How do we change, you know, the way that we view the world, the way that we interact with the world is simply by practicing it. And that's why visualization and affirmations are so important because you are getting your brain prepped for this new reality, for this new truth, for this, for this new way of thinking that is now familiar to you because you've already practiced it because you've already practiced it. And what I've realized and what, what science is proving is that when you can integrate things into your brain and into your body, what it's going to do is you're going to begin to create a new default programming. And that is going to be your new mindset and your new way of being within the world. And that's where EFT tapping is really, 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 really powerful because basically, I mean, I'm getting certified right now, so I'm not completely certified. I don't have all the information, but I've actually been doing it for like eight months. And then I like did half the course and then like stopped. And now that video blew up and I literally said out loud, I was like, this is a sign that like, I need to finish this course because it's so powerful. Boom. 888-777. Like literally it just like cars drove by and I had that immediate affirmation in that moment that this is something that I need to do that I'm called to do. And obviously the universe is pushing it for me. So I should respect that. And EFT tapping, basically it works with in like ancient Chinese medicine and your meridian points. So the different meridian points in your body, the top of your head, on your eyebrow, underneath your nose, on your chin, on your collarbone, underneath, um, 
underneath kind of like on your under boob and then kind of like right here on the edge of your pinky on your hand those are all different meridian points and so when you're tapping on them you're actually moving the energy throughout your body and what EFT is showing is that when we can pair these new affirmations with like to create that familiar to create that familiarity to create that predict predictability sorry <laughs> to create that predictability um, what they're realizing is that that is a really quick way to rewire and reprogram your brain because you're working with the meridian points, your energy, your body, and you can feel it. Like you will literally feel the emotions moving through your body when you do it. Okay. Can we try it? <laughs> yeah. Let's do it live right now. Let's, Wait. let's explain how okay. to do it. Let's create an affirmation. Okay. And like, let's, let's do it with the audience. Okay. May, okay. Cool. Um, maybe let's each pick a phrase and then we'll alternate. Okay. 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 My phrase is going to be, um, I'm inherently worthy and I accept myself as I am. Oh my gosh. I was going to say something about worthiness. Okay. Okay. What do you get? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, I will say I am worthy of love and success. I'm worthy of love and success. Oh wait, let's just do, I am inherently worthy. I am worthy of love and success and I accept myself as I am. Perfect. Okay. So the meridian points are going to be on the top of your head. I'm going to touch your head right now. Okay. You can kind of feel it. Like you can feel like where the pressure point is. It's almost like where the pressure point is in your head. So here and then here, and then you're going to go here. And then you're going to put your two fingers right above your eyebrow. Eyebrow. Yeah. And then right underneath your eye. Okay. Kind of like a little bit up right there. So everyone who's listening, you have your two fingers on the top of your head on right above your eyebrow and right below your eyes. Yeah. And you're going to go through a process and then it's going to go underneath and then your right nose. underneath your nose and then on your chin on and you can chin. feel the pressure points, right? Like yeah. they're kind of in those little divot areas yeah, in you your can. body. And then right here, kind of on your collarbone, like where you feel that divot, like in the middle yep. of your chest. Yep. And then, and then we'll do this one right here where if you press, you can kind of feel that pressure point on the, the side um, of your hand, the side of your hand. Yeah. By your pinky, but underneath your pinky. Okay. Yeah. So we got it. If you want to pause the episode real quick and look up a visual of EFT tapping, you can also see this, but if not, come try this with us. We have the top of our head, right above our eyebrow, right below our eye, right below our nose, above our mouth, and then um, on our chin, collarbone, and the side of our pinky. Okay. What was our affirmation again? I'm inherently worthy. I'm worthy of love and success. success, And I accept myself as I am. Okay. Okay. Ready? Let's do it. Okay. I am, I am inherently worthy. worthy. I, I, I <laughs> wait, oh, are we saying it together or separate? Um, okay, maybe we should. So I'm having a hard time remembering. You do it. it. You do it first, and then I'll, I'll oh, repeat it. Okay. 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 You'll do the whole thing first, and then I'll we'll do it together. I think maybe I'll go, and then you go after me. I okay. can like lead you. Yeah, in lead it. me. Okay. 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 Ready? Okay. So I'm gonna do it first. I'm gonna leave space for you to do it in between okay, each one. Perfect. Are you ready? Yeah. Okay. I am inherently worthy. I am inherently worthy. I am worthy of love and success. I am worthy of love and success. I accept myself as I am. I accept myself as I am. I am inherently worthy. I am inherently worthy. I am worthy of love and success. I am worthy of love and success. I accept myself as I am. I accept myself as I am. Abundance flows to me effortlessly. Abundance flows to me effortlessly. So you would kind of just go through that process and and go through that like as many times as you need really because you'll start to feel your body almost like <sighs> settling a little bit. Um, 
But I love this. it's really about the long-term game with EFT tapping. It's about showing up daily and doing it because just like with anything in the in this whole wellness game, it's really about the consistency. Totally. Totally. But it is amazing. And people really find that it, that it works, man. Yeah. Like people have scaled their businesses to like seven, eight-figure businesses solely from doing the work with EFT tapping rather than like even going to therapy, which is not a substitute for therapy. You should go to therapy. I love therapy. But definitely like this is just, a really cool way to reprogram your brain and get familiar with a new truth. Awesome. So if you guys listening want to try it, just say the affirmations we were saying while you're tapping at each point um, that we mentioned earlier. Yeah. And you'll feel it. You'll, it, they're like the pressure points of your body are your meridian points. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's amazing. And wow, this episode has been so insightful. I know people are going to learn so much from you, Kayla. I wanted to wrap it up and just ask you one final quick question which is just one, what is one piece of advice or one takeaway that you want the listeners to really, you know, hammer home with? Like what is one thing that they can take away or a piece of advice? If there's one thing that they were going to learn, what would it be? Honestly, what's coming through for me is that you do have this power within you, like to change your life. And when you have the education around how to do this, that is the first step. There's the awareness and then there's the education and then we can move into aligned action. And I really want you guys to know that education is such an important part of this. And that's why podcasts and books, like I love the Buddha's brain. I love the gifts of imperfection. I I, I just love learning and, and reading and listening because when you can begin to know about yourself, either through education from other people or asking yourself the tough questions and, and getting to know yourself and getting curious with yourself, when you know yourself, that is when you can truly begin to have unconditional self-love for yourself. And I use this example that I really love. It's like, you know, that one friend in your life who, you know, you know, all parts of them, you know, mm-hmm. their fuck up parts, you know, their bullshit parts, you know, the parts that shine, the parts that are passionate, you know, every single facet of them and they could totally fuck up, but you would still forgive them, give them empathy, give them grace and love them unconditionally because you know them so well. Right. And when you know somebody that well, you just have such a deep unconditional love for them. I think everyone has a person in their life like that, that they, you know, yeah. have, don't you have someone like that? Yeah, of course. Or even like your family or whatever it is for you. And now change that person to yourself. If you can know yourself so deeply and you can know all parts of yourself and embrace all parts of yourself and know your bullshit parts and know your passionate parts and know your crazy parts and know your loving parts and know everything in between and all the little nuances. If you can know every single part of yourself, you will just learn how to unconditionally love yourself because you'll have no other choice because you will just fully embrace who you are. Beautiful. What a great way to close out this episode. Thank you so much, Kayla, for coming on. And one last thing, where can everyone find you? Ah, Skinny Dipping, the podcast is my podcast. And I think a really good follow-up episode to this one would be... um, Know your... It's like... It's a recent episode. It's called like Your Guide your go-to guide to knowing your body. And it has information on the nervous system, on like the evolutionary brain and how 
EFT tapping and visualization affirmations impact you. Um, cycle syncing. It has like literally everything that you need for education in one 30 minute episode. So I think that would be a really good follow up to this episode as well as listening to when Rebecca is on the podcast. Please listen to that. That was also an amazing episode. Skinny dipping the podcast. And then I am Sundays KK on all platforms. That's Sundays the like when you're in the sun too long, but you're like happy, but like tired, but like blissful, like Sundays KK. And I am Kayla Rose and the shadow workbook you can find linked below. Thank you so much. And we are so grateful to have you on the podcast and everyone. I will catch you in next pod Wednesday. Thank you. Sending love. Bye.